Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And today I want to talk with you about something that is uh, very important. I think it's something that we don't talk enough about in the church today, and that is caring for a family member or family members with memory loss. And this is something that personally... Um, I, I believe I've talked about it on this show, but just just by way of sharing very personally about it, um, my father was diagnosed with frontal temporal dementia in 2012, and my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in about 2020, and um, this, uh, both dementia and Alzheimer's, have uh, definitely affected me and my family. And so I've been asked over and over again over the last probably eight years, my dad's had dementia since 2012, would you, and I've talked about it publicly, uh, would you do an episode just uh, providing help for people? Uh, There's not a lot of resources um, on this subject, and and I hope that will change. I hope more people will come out and write books, articles, uh, topics from this, from a biblical worldview. And so it's something that uh, I've learned a lot about since 2012. And so I hope that this is helpful to you. Well, according to the CDC, current estimates are that 5.8 million people in the United States have Alzheimer's disease and related uh, dementias, including 5.6 million age 65 and older, about 200,000 people under the age of 65 with early onset dementia. I mentioned about my dad uh, getting dementia, being formally diagnosed with it in uh, 2012, and my mom. Uh, Here's some some advice, and keep in mind, I'm not going to say everything in this episode that I've learned or anything like that, so we might revisit this as time goes on, but here's some very practical things. First, see your family member as made in the image of God. They, what I mean by this is they are more than just a person that has the memory issue. It's going to be it's going to be at times especially as they progress and my dad has progressed uh, multiple times uh, as my mom progresses. It's it's hard to remember this is a person and they are made in the image of God. And they are experiencing the full of the effects of the fall. Now, both of my parents are saved by God's grace. Uh, they've been saved quite a long time, and I'm very thankful for that because I know where they're going. But their memory is deteriorating, and I have to remember, hey, they're still made in the image and likeness of God. They're experiencing the effects of the fall. Sin. Sin in our world. 
and this is such a good reminder because it it it, it keeps things it keeps reality before us um I remember when my dad first got diagnosed, it took me a long time to accept the reality of this disease. In fact, it was very hard at first for me to even read about dementia. I'm, I'm one of these guys, when I, when I dig into a topic, um, I go all the way. And I couldn't even scratch the surface because as I was reading this in the early days in 2012 when my dad got formally diagnosed with dementia, it was devastating to me. My dad and I are very close. And reading about what this disease was going to do to him, um, no. Couldn't do it. And so we, we need the reminder that this person, this family member, in my case, my dad, and and and. and in the case of my mom, my mom, this person is made in the image and likeness of God. And they're experiencing the effects of the fall. Well, another thing I quickly learned was that I needed to have, and I thankfully had, uh, this got strengthened. I needed to have a solid support system at my local church. And I needed, thankfully I had good friends Christian friends that I could share with both at my church and outside of it who were willing to listen to me and pray for me. I can't tell you um, how much this means to me. And, you know, not just when I share on social media about my dad, but about how he's doing and those things and people asking me, how's your dad doing? And by the way, I just love the way that you honor your parents and that you ask people to pray. I, I think that one of the things for me in this is it, it allows people just to see, hey, you know what? This guy isn't just producing content. People, Some people think I'm just a content machine. You know what? I have real struggles and uh, real things that are happening that are they're really hard, <laughs> to be honest. They're really hard. And you may not see behind the scenes everything. And uh, if you were here on one of my bad days uh, when my wife is is helping me uh, to deal with the reality of what's happening to both of my parents, um, it would it would give you some insight into how difficult it is for me. And so I have a number of guys that I text and share with about these things and they pray for me, they encourage me. Many of them have had a parent that has experienced uh, a memory issue and they've lost them to that memory issue. They've died uh, because of it. And that is an immense help to me. It is an immense blessing to me. I have learned so much from them. And so, um, yeah, find yourself some good Christian friends. Pray for that. And uh, we just did an episode last week last Wednesday, about being the kind of friend who cares and stays. And I am so blessed to have so many of those friends. I really am. So, And a church that cares and prays. And that's my third point. Be sitting under the ministry of the Word. That That's why you're local, you need to be in a local church that preaches expository sermons where, where, the, where the text is being exposited. It's being explained verse by verse, line by line, and you're being pointed week after week 
uh, to biblical texts and to Christ from those texts. Uh, you need that. You need that support. You need that care. You need that ministry of of the word. Um, you know, we'll come back to the local church, but just to talk about your your spouse, you need to share openly and honestly with your spouse about the hurt and the pain and the frustration. I can't I can't tell you um, how much of a support and how much of an encouragement uh, my wife is. Um, she used to work. Uh, as uh, an, an assistant aide at a memory care facility. And so she really, she understands. And she'll be like, you know, Dave, I've seen that. I've, 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 I've been there. I know how hard it is. I don't know how hard it is for you, but I know how hard it is to see this. And she has been nothing but supportive. I mean, my wife, God bless her. She is a wonderful helpmate, uh, in this particular area and just in pretty much every aspect in every aspect of our marriage i am so blessed by my wife uh, she prays for me she encourages me she'll give me a hug and she sees it she sees uh you know how hard it is you know uh, not everybody's situation i've learned it, and i want to say this too not everybody's situation is like mine you know some sometimes you have to have a family member come into the home. Um, we were going to do that when we moved here to Oregon, and it just we were going to have him be around. But for us, it's not feasible uh, because of my wife's job and my job, and uh, to be there to to manage his care for us. Some people, for some people, that works. Uh, I've heard how difficult and how challenging that is, and I've seen it up close and personal how hard it is to care for somebody with dementia, um, especially the dementia that my dad has, frontal temporal dementia, which is notoriously difficult. And But here's the thing. Every situation, I want to say, is different. So don't hear me say that, oh, this is Dave's situation, and so this is my situation. Don't, don't hear me say that because I, I'm not unsympathetic to the fact that everybody's situation I've learned with this is different. And, but, we, but the principle is we all need care. We all need, we all need love. Um, and so when I talk about sharing openly and honestly with your spouse, that, that's what I mean. You should be doing that already. Uh, open communication, talking about life, growing in friendship with your spouse. So, so very important. And equally important is sharing with your pastor or pastors. Hey, you know, uh, brother or sir, <laughs> um, I have a father with dementia. I have a, a mother with Alzheimer's. Um, I just want you to know and, you know, that there's going to be times when I need to come to you and talk. And, I mean, your pastor's door should be open at that point to hear you, to care for you, to pray for you, to encourage you, to walk alongside of you. Um, so, so important. There's going to be days where it's going to be hard. Give yourself some grace. For me, that, this is what this means. Sometimes there'll be days when I have to be more involved with my dad's care. And that's really hard. It's hard for me to be more involved. Uh, during COVID, when we lived in California, I was calling my dad every day, and it was every day after I was done with work. 
uh, with ministry to people, hurting people, struggling people. It was really hard. I was very tired. But uh, the end of my day would be two hours, usually at minimum, on the phone, texting his pastors, texting some other people in the church where he was at, uh, talking to my mom, uh, if necessary, talking to his guardian and uh, his care team and so on and so forth. And if he was at the hospital, then it was more time talking about what was happening with him to his doctor, to the nurse, and so on and so forth. There's going to be times when you just need to give yourself a break. You know, you are not the Lord. (laughs) You are not immutable. You are not unchanging. You are not limitless. You are a finite being created in the image and likeness of God. And if you're a Christian, you have the grace of God. Uh, But we can only handle so much in our lives. And if there's one thing that I've learned for me is that I can really only handle this situation well one day a week and after work. And if I've had a hard day, that's not the day that I'm going to call. This is going to be a good day that I've had um, and I can handle it. I can I can be patient um, and uh, with everybody that I need to talk to. If there's more, I can be patient. I can be understanding. I can be more listening, more attentive. Uh, The days where I'm irritated, the days where I lack patience, those are not the days for me to call. Those are not the days for me to be involved because later I'm going to think about it and I'm going to feel awful and then I'm going to have to repent because I lacked patience, I lacked gentleness, I lacked care. Give yourself a lot of grace and understanding to be able to deal with this. Now, again, I just want to come back. Maybe your situation is totally different. You are immersed 24-7 in that situation. I would say, in that case, you need more prayer, more support from the local church. You, you need friends to come alongside of you. This is, this is an incredible burden um, and struggle, and it's hard. It is really, really hard um, to deal with, and you need lots of prayer, lots of lots of encouragement, lots of arm around the shoulder uh, kind of care and love. And, um, you know, make it clear if, if you have a guardian and that's not you, make it clear that you are there to the guardian. You're there to do whatever it takes. You're there, like in the case of my dad, he lives in a group home. So I tell the caretaker, hey, I'm here. If you need me, call me call me. I'll be involved. I'll do whatever I can uh, to talk to my dad and uh, and those things. But, but ask lots of questions as well. Ask lots of questions of the caretakers. Ask lots of questions of, of the guardian. Uh, they should be able to give you that information. Let them know that you want to know updates about his health and what's happening. Uh, oftentimes, for example, when before I talk to my dad, I will talk to the caretaker. I'll call call her up on the phone, and I'll say, "Hey, what's what's happening with my dad?" Because because we're at the stage right now with my dad where he's not sharing anything about what's happening with him. He's not taking his medicine. He's not responding very well to the care that he's receiving, and so I just get updates from them. I found that that helps. It helps to know. 
if anything, I can pray uh, better for him, and I know what's happening. And then, and then in that situation, I, I want to say as well, uh, make sure you thank the caretaker. Make sure you thank the um, the guardian. Thank them for their help. Thank them for serving, um, you know, your family member, your friend, the person that you're caring for. Uh, I have found asking lots of questions to be so, so very helpful. It, it helps to know what is really happening here. Um, you know, it, it ask follow-up questions. Don't, don't be afraid to ask these, any question that comes to your mind. Because you don't know. And, and in my case, I have to relay information to other people. And so I, I've got to make sure that I'm really understanding exactly what's happening so that I'm giving the right information and not uh, lots of confusing information. So ask lots of questions. Um, if you can, uh, talk to uh, what his... Uh, like my dad, I've never talked to the psychiatrist, but I talked to the physician assistant who comes to the group home and talk to her about what's happening. And those kind of conversations are very illuminating because you're getting it firsthand from the person who's there, who's medically trained to help your help your family member uh, get. So that kind of conversation is, is really vital uh, to get that understanding um, about what's happening. One other thing I want to say, a couple more things actually that I want to say is understand there's going to be days where you're going to be frustrated and crying as you contemplate what's happening to your family member is not a bad thing. Remember, Jesus wept. He wept. Uh, we are finite creatures. We need to give ourselves a bit of grace and realize, you know what, this is a really awful thing uh my bad days with my dad have have lessened uh, when when i have to be more involved usually a couple days in a row that's that's when i start having a hard time because i know i know my limits and it, and and by the way let me just say something knowing your limits doesn't mean that you lack care uh for me i have a lot to do every day and so there's only so much that I can do, you know, energy level wise and so on and so forth. And I've learned, especially in the last year, especially, uh, I need to back off when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling really tired. I need to give myself a break. Thankfully, in, in my role in ministry, I, I can, and being the, the leader of Servants of Grace, by God's grace, of course, uh, I can do pretty much, you know, whatever I want. I can take a day off. I can take a vacation. But that doesn't mean that I do. I don't. But I, I do, I have learned to do better in this area in the last year where I, where I don't feel as bad. Taking that break, taking that time, uh, taking the time to take a nap, to relax, to unwind. Uh, this is really, really, really important. Um, especially if you are in ministry, you're giving of yourself, uh, so much and you need, you need time to recover. You need, you need time to give yourself some, some rest and give yourself some grace and understand, you know what? Crying over the pain that people experienced, it, it, it shows compassion. It shows that you really care. So crying is not a bad thing. Um, I know that when I'm crying, I know that I'm, 
I'm loving my dad. I'm I'm sad because of the things that are happening to him because of his disease and the reality of sin. And I just have to take those cares to the Lord. I need to draw near to the Lord. Uh, I can't tell you over the last, since 2012, it's it's now been a decade. It's hard to believe. But over over the last decade, I've just taken these cares, these hurts, these pains. Um, it doesn't mean that they're any less real. It doesn't mean that they're any less painful. It just means what that I can take them to Jesus, my high priest. He knows me. He understands what's going on. Uh, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 and Hebrews 2, 17 through 18 tell us that he was tempted in every way, but he did not sin. And this is provides the reason that he understands uh, what we're going through and we can draw near to him. And and personally, uh, personally, you need to be in the word yourself. You need to be daily delighting in the treasure of God's word and enjoying it, enjoying it, enjoying that time of prayer and maybe even pulling away and uh, having a really extended time of study and prayer and reading of of scripture and study of scripture and uh, of good godly books that are grounded in scripture. Avail yourself. Uh, We call this the means of grace. Um, Avail yourself of the means of God's grace and prayer and the word and the study of God's word and in the fellowship of God's people. Um, You know, utilize the community of the local church that you're a part of. God has placed you there. So utilize the gift of your pastor and elders and and older if you're an older guy if you're a guy, that older seasoned guy. Undoubtedly there's somebody in your local church that is going through or has a family member uh, with a memory loss. Learn from them. You undoubtedly have friends that are that have had family members that have had loss, uh, memory loss, whether dementia or Alzheimer's, undoubtedly. Uh, the more I talk about this, the more people seem to come out of the woodwork. Um, and just know that you're not alone in this. Just knowing that you're not alone as a, as a fellow Christian, you have, you, have, you have the Holy Spirit who is the comforter, Jesus says in John 15 and 16. He, he's the one who comes alongside of us. He helps us. He is there to aid us and comfort us. And uh, that, this is why also we can comfort one another. Whether, when, whether you have a, have a family member with uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, you can be a friend to somebody just by listening, just by caring, and, and just listening and praying with them. You don't have to have words to say. Uh, you can provide encouragement, sure, but just listening and praying are so, so vital. Um, probably one of the very last things I want to say, and then we're going to wrap up this episode. If you need it, don't be afraid to pursue biblical counseling. Uh, learning to cope with a parent or a family member with dementia or Alzheimer's, it is it is profoundly difficult, I can tell you. Uh, I have walked this road now for a decade, and it it is not going to get easier, unfortunately. Um, it's not one of these things where you can snap your finger and you can snap out of it. Uh, the reality of it is, is 
Uh, this disease is going to take slowly over time your family member from you. Uh, their memory is going to be it's going to go away and be less and less, and uh, their behavior is going to change. Their personality might even change, and you might not even recognize them. You might not even be able to have a conversation with them. I'll be honest with you. That's where I'm at with my dad. You know, in the last year or so, our conversations have become less and less, where we maybe have five-minute conversations, and on a really good day, we might have a 30-minute conversation. I'm And I love those 30-minute conversations. We used to have hour-long conversations about life and what the Lord was doing through my ministry and so on and so forth. And uh, I miss those times. But recognize even also that this is a disease, like I mentioned at the beginning. And and we are we need to see that person with the memory disease. We need to see them through the the image and likeness of God. And they are experiencing the effects of sin. And that is what you, as a family member, are experiencing. You are experiencing the effects of the fall on on our memory, on our bodies. Sin is 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 nasty, uh, but we have hope. We have hope because of Christ. We can look to Christ. We can trust Christ. He is an endless treasure, and in it, and He is revealed from Genesis to Revelation and everywhere in between. And so. So I want to say as we land, preach that truth to your heart again and again and again. If you've never read uh, Lloyd-Jones' Spiritual Depression, let me say, please just read it. Read your Bible and read Lloyd-Jones on Spiritual Depression. He reminds us again and again to remind ourselves of who God is and what he's like and what he's done. And And I'm telling you, preach that to your heart until you believe it. Until, until your heart is warmed by the Holy Spirit uh, who aims to take the truth of Scripture and, and from the truth of Scripture points you to Christ. Now, um, as we, I do want to say one last thing about this. There, you're going to need to be patient. Patient with, especially with like my mom. She has Alzheimer's. There are going to be times when your family member is not going to remember and you're going to want to say, you know what, don't you remember but remember, they don't remember. So you bringing up that memory is to them is like basically smacking them over the head and being treating them like a child. I've had to learn this myself um, that that's not that's not helpful. It causes a lot more issues. It makes the person feel really bad. How how do you like it when, for example, when somebody tells you, "Hey, don't you remember this?" and you're like. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't. Uh, happens to me. If I don't write things down, I forget. And I don't have Alzheimer's or dementia. And it's infinitely worse. So so don't bring those kind of things up. Maybe, oh, in, a, in another way, you know, you could start just start talking about a memory and uh, ask them, oh, do you, do you perhaps remember this? No, I'm sorry. And then say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. You know, I was just thinking about, you know, because of this conversation or something like that. But here's, here's the thing. Be mindful, be compassionate, um, and, and avail yourself of, of the means of God's grace personally in reading and studying and 
prayer and meditation of God's word, taking in the word and applying it to yourself, and also availing yourself of the help that is in your local church. Uh, you need it. If you're, a, uh, if you're a guy listening to this, you need older men in your life, Titus 2, to speak truth into your life. If, if, you're, a older, if you're a woman, you need older, an older woman in your life to speak truth into your life. See, we, we need one another. We, need, we have a great need of Christ and a great Christ for our need, as Spurgeon said. But we also, because of this, we have a great need of one another uh, because of Christ and him placing us in, a, in the local body. And we need to care for one another in our local churches. And outside of it, we need to care for one another. So if you, if you see somebody on social media posting a prayer request... Uh, you know, you may not know them. Just say, hey, I'm, I'm praying for you. If there's anything, you know, that I can do or you need a listening ear, let me know. And so on and so forth. It goes a long way. You may not know what that person is going through, but it goes a long way. So I hope that this, I hope that this episode is helpful. But my goal is in this is, is to be compassionate, to say, hey, I don't, I don't know everything that's happening with you, but here's some things that I've learned over time, over the last decade, dealing with my dealing with my father, going in and out uh, of uh, memory uh, units in hospitals. I've had to learn to ask lots of questions. How is he doing? What's up? How's it going? The, all those things. Uh, how's his care? Uh, don't be afraid to even ask his pastors, uh, your your parents' pastors. You know, how are you caring for my for my family member? And be willing to listen. Um, you know, they and and more. Uh, be be involved. Be an active participant. Show that you love love the Lord and you love your and you want to honor uh, your parents. Uh, people people should see that and they should stand up. And you know what? In our, in our society. Um, Sadly, mental health, I could say a lot about this, but especially mental health in the United States, it's tragic. Um, it's tragic what's happening. Um, and and we need to speak up about it. And we need to speak to it. We are made in the image and likeness of God. We have the real hope of Christ who alone can save. And he really does offer hope. So I hope that this has been hopeful and it's been it will point you to christ and that it will serve you well as you aim to serve others no matter whether you have a parent with memory loss or you have a friend with memory loss i think that there is lots here for us to think about to pray about and to put into practice so i want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of equip you in grace until next monday or wednesday may god bless you and keep you thank you for listening to the equipping you in grace podcast if you enjoyed it please subscribe Rate us on the app and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.